Welcome to the Pro Wrestling World Talks podcast. <laughs> As always, I am John, joined by my co-host Dan. How you doing tonight, brother? Good, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. <laughs> uh, and we have a special episode, don't we? We are talking about um, gimmicks with mystique, supernatural gimmicks, and also somewhat scary horror gimmicks tonight. Do I get to talk about Mantar? That's all I want to talk about is Mantar. Yes, we hey, can't so. talk about him because he's technically in Supernatural because he's in the book Bigfoot territory of like, you know, oh. like he's just a myth. Does he actually It's almost like it's almost like Vince had this idea of mankind, but not quite yet. So we got Mantar. Exactly. So and joined tonight we have <laughs> one of the administrators of Pro Wrestling World, David King. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh it's good to be with you all, and it's glad to finally speak with the Shocker. And I'm looking forward to a good show tonight. I definitely got a couple ones that I want to bring up for the Supernatural gimmick. All right, about it all awesome. week. And thank you for pointing out, we do also have friend of the podcast, the Shocker. What is up, pro wrestling world? Uh, turn your volume down because I am probably loud. And yes, if you're yeah, going to talk okay Supernatural gimmicks, you got to bring the magic wrestler on. I mean... It, it's close. I didn't go to school with Harry Potter. I went to school with Larry Potter. It was like Hogwarts, <laughs> but University of Phoenix. So I could still go in my pajamas anytime I wanted. <laughs> now, do you wear a mask at home? Is that from the work from home attire? I don't even know what you're talking about. I had this tattooed on like Mike Tyson years ago. It just makes life easier. Makes the DMV visit a lot more interesting, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these crazy gimmicks that have created mystique and intrigue into many of our psyches. Some have frightened us, some have made us laugh, and some honestly have just made us cry. Gentlemen, what was the first gimmick that you remember as a child that created this whole bigger-than-yourself type of atmosphere? I can start it out right now. I remember my first memory of wrestling being The Undertaker. And he was abducting Stephanie McMahon, and it was all spooky. <laughs> and I honestly Stephanie. thought he was. Oh, you were you were on like Phase Three Undertaker then. Like, yeah, there was a few Undertakers before then that that before he turned into like full Satan worshiping Undertaker yeah. with his own version of the cross and like. Yeah. I, I, I go far I go far enough back to remember when the <laughs> tattoos weren't even there. Like you just watch a new tattoo grow out of the glove every other week. It's like, oh okay, bigger oh he's got another one now. And my first back in uh, my day he was mean Mark Alice. That's right. <laughs> my uh my first uh, thing I ever saw related to the Undertaker, well, not counting a video game, was a uh my mom Rent, my mom bought the Survivor Series DVD for 1990 or is it 91? The Gravest Challenge, the first Undertaker match I ever saw. And the Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan, and then Hulk Hogan uh, pretended like he had a broken neck, and then they were mad at each other for 20 years or 10 years or whatever. But I remember he was like, that was Zombie Taker era, with the eyes in the back of the head, the pale face, and oh, yeah, Paul Bearer. Oh, God, yeah. Percy Pringle is Paul Bearer, and and just when the urn meant something, when the urn, oh, that was such a good time for wrestling too. That, that that's it when was. I yeah. Well, I go further back than that. I uh, go. 
I want to hear you, the next one though, because mine's going to be far back. <laughs> I um my first uh, wrestling memory was the '91 Royal Rumble. That was the first one that kind of got me into it. And the first time that I saw him, and literally the first he enters the ring, and the first thing he does is he grabs Bret Hart by the throat and throws him immediately over the top rope. And I'm just like, that's going to be one of my guys. I just have a feeling for some reason. And I like the no selling aspect of it. It was kind of like Michael Myers as a professional wrestler. Cause the fact of, Oh, he just kept hitting him and he kept coming at them for a minute. I pictured Austin powers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's not mine, baby. (laughs) Rustin. That's a good Austin. (laughs) Rest in peace baby um yeah baby rest in peace (laughs) um but that was the 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 zombie taker i think was definitely the first one and then you know i remember all the little kids you would see the reactions of the kids oh yeah yeah. legitimately terrified of this guy and i was just like this guy rocks there were two types of kids yeah like, there were the kids that were terrified or terrified to tears and hiding in a mama's shirt. And then there's that slightly older, mostly male child that's probably about like between eight and 12 that like got their eyes bulging out. Like, this is yep. the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When he, was a, when he uh, put Warrior in the casket, I was not even like upset about it because I really wasn't a big old hmm. Warrior fan. Um, where everybody else was just like screaming about, oh my god, and I was just like, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate he was gone a few months later. Exactly. I think super, I, I think I think Warrior might be a supernatural. Warrior gimmick. counts as a supernatural gimmick in in my in a little bit in my book, depending on which era and what he was doing. Although, so if I'm gonna go way back, I'm I'm going world class championship wrestling. Yes. Auditorium, Dallas, Texas, Freebirds, and Von Erics. And there was a match. It was the one man gang versus the great Kabuki. Oh. oh and yeah. the great Kabuki, he was he was the green mist guy at the time. I missed the green mist. Why is Ahsoka not using the green mist anymore? Is he the first I, green mist in the States? I I, I think so. Yeah. Don't quote me because I'll get it wrong, but I want to say it came from the great Muda. No, because Muda was Kabuki after Kabuki. Yeah, yeah, Muda was I after believe Kabuki, Kabuki was, was the first one doing it in the states. But yes, Kabuki. He did this thing. Doing it he coach. did it once that I remember, and I can go back and find it. It was him and the one man gang, and one man gang was backed in the corner, getting ready to go, and here comes Kabuki, and the bell rings, and all of a sudden, just boom, spider webs just flew out of his hand. <laughs> Wrapped up the one-man gang like Spider-Man. And I'm just like, what the hell was that? That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And now I do it. Now I do it in my show. I found out it was a magic prop that came from Japan. They're called throw coils. And it was, he wrapped him up like Spider-Man. Nine-year-old, whatever-year-old me was just, yeah. From that moment on, you had me. Give me the missing link. Give me the one. Give me the one yeah. man. Give me Iceman King Parsons lighting fire on people. Like that's where those came in. And then, yeah, Undertaker, of course. But then I think more than that was Papa Shango for me. Like I love the Undertaker. Undertaker is the the icon of supernatural gimmicks. Papa Shango was the the underrated like should still be there today in my opinion because that was just 
he made the ultimate warrior drip black goo from his head yeah like oh i love you can't use it all the time but that's what the new stuff when when alexa bliss hypnotized i can't remember who it was in the ladder match and they just hijacked it was like no lean into that go back papa shango time make these people great and scary and when the boogeyman used to come out, people were scared. And the guy can't wrestle worse shit. And I love the guy. Neither I agree with that. He's not a technician, but holy shit, does he know how to I, be that? I guy. love that man for one reason and among all in wrestling. He got rid of that damn beauty mark on JBL's uh, <laughs> female assistant. Um, Hall. Hall, I hated yeah. looking at that thing. Yeah, I had to watch him eat it. And that was disgusting. But after that, you never saw it again. And I was like, yeah. Boogeyman is great in my book. So good. So good. I always like, yeah. I always thought the Boogeyman was just funny just because of his story. I mean, he lied. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, then no, the guy himself. Still. Yep. He was yeah. he was like, I'm he was like, yeah, WWE, yes, I am in fact under 40 years age. Yes, I am not lying to you right now. And then I am not like, in hey. fact the crypt keeper. Yeah. <laughs> You know what, though? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, I would lie on that resume. Right. We we don't don't talk about what's on my driver's license. uh, Yeah, I remember all that WCCW stuff because I uh, watched it it in a video. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everyone's got to be a little bit of a Van Wilder in their days, right? Exactly. Exactly. I keep going older. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it didn't look like a man who was in his 40s. I'll tell you that. No, oh, I mean, the guy, the guy was no, ripped. I, I, then it, we had him at one of the freak show wrestlings in Vegas. Uh, it was a Halloween freak show wrestling. And I, I've had the honor of getting kicked in the stomach and thrown out of the ring by that guy. And he, he looks just as good now as he did on TV then. Like, you should get him for us. <laughs> well, so we're a big fan, Shocker, because you had the, the magic coils. How big of a fan? Because I know you. You were a fan of Fantasia, aren't you? You know what? So after doing Fool Us, I reached out to him. He is the nicest guy in the freaking world. We had such a nice talk about the match and his match. And he's actually putting together. He's a magician. He is an actual, like the gimmick grew out of, and he's trying to put together a competition magic act still. And he still did the gimmick as Spellbinder for years. Um... I want to say he had a match with uh, Jerry the King Lawler that is still one of his favorites that Jerry Lawler loved. Like, all that spellbind. So the match that they showed on WWE was not really the best debut he could have had. But that's because back then, WWE was just throwing everything on the wall to see what stuck. They didn't tell the... You got Jim Ross, and this is the same thing that happened to Kazarni, in my opinion. You don't tell your broadcast team what's about to happen so they don't know how to sell these things right and they come out and and king lawler was like what's this guy he's some sort of weird magician i guess i don't care about him it's like well how are the fans gonna ever care about a debut if the voice of the fans is dismissing him the minute he gets there like that whole era was just so many stupid debuts that nobody got a shot to actually live and be better could he have been great? I don't know. I don't know how many matches you want to ma- watch with magic as a gimmick in it, but to blow him off was just stupid. It, it, it makes me a little, cause he is a sweetheart. He's a, he gave me his blessing. 
I gave him my, we talked, we might even do something together if he's coming through Vegas or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. Fantasio, Spellbinder, uh, his real name, I can't look at right now because my phone is giving me my lights, but. Uh, Mary Del Rios. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So nice of a guy. Cannot say enough nice things about him. All right. So who, who's their favorite Rift. that's not Undertaker? Your favorite uh, non-Undertaker Supernatural guy? I'll go with Bray Wyatt, even though the booking was sometimes debatable. And I liked both his uh, his original, uh, I guess, Louisiana cult gimmick and his the fiend. The Mercy? Yeah. I really, really like The Fiend because I'm a big fan of slasher movies. I think I've seen a lot of the Friday the 13th and the Halloween movies. And I really love the concept of a slasher villain being a gimmick. And yeah, they screwed the pooch on some of the booking, but I still love him in, despite the things that they did with him. And I'm so the glad he's back. Great. Yeah, the, yeah, the character's great. It just... <laughs> Like 80% of my problems with current wrestling is they just don't lean far enough into it or they do. And then next week it's back to normal or something like they Nothing lasts a year anymore in an interesting way. It seems like, like nobody gets that slow burn that they used to do. Well, no, because everything is now <clears throat> the here and now it's point. the soundbite era. It's the YouTube video era. So if you can't get something up on YouTube, that same night, the people who don't watch you live will never watch it. They right. never WWE told this compelling, like nine month long story with Daniel Bryan, and the fan line and the fans almost murdered WWE for it because they couldn't wait for the big payoff at WrestleMania. Right. They were literally they were literally like at the gates with torches for God's sakes. But it's Well, because that wasn't the payoff. That was never the payoff. Nah, yeah, that's what some man. of them say. I think I think they I think they actually managed to work us. It's 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 a debate. Oh, it's funny how much of stuff gets decided like the night of too. Yeah, there's so many things. Well, I like you know not to drop a name there, but <coughs> Edge. Um, <laughs> went after after Kazarni's wedding, after Sinbodi's wedding, he went back, and he wasn't even sure what he was doing that night. Like, yeah, he had to get to the arena to find out what he had to do. And the only reason he could get there that day and do it is because they trust him on the microphone and stuff. But yeah, they don't, they, uh, it's my biggest problem. I think, I think if somebody actually sat down, created, well, for me anyway, the crazy storylines and mapped it out and, you know, you have to have your flexes because anybody can get injured. Anything can happen. Something happens in the oh, media. Yeah. I'd be a little floppy on it, but yeah, we're never going to see an undertaker who gets to, a 20 and zero WrestleMania streak anymore because they just don't have that kind of patience to build somebody to that level anymore. And I mean, I think they do. I think they do. It's just, it's going to take the right company because (laughs) you have a company like WrestleCore, big fan of the channel. Yeah. Um, And you have Cobra Kai up there. What's tonight? I could see him doing it. Tonight is Horan Hastings, right? Yep. So they're doing their Horon right. Hastings show, which is a, only about supernatural gimmicks, right? Horror right. movies and bringing them to life. Um, what a cool concept. You know, you have yeah, someone, no. but that's an independent show. That's It's different. an independent show. It's like Hood Slam or Shakara or all these indies that are doing these great things that 
just don't have the, the guy who knows how to get it on TV or YouTube or get it out there yeah. in the right ways. It's And it's a yeah, tough think, thing to do, but. Yeah, I think WrestleCore is one of those companies where if they got themselves a network deal, they would be a legit competitor out there just because of the way they do business. Yeah. Well, even I, if they I, could I, have a show on like Fight TV. Yeah. Fight TV, Even Netflix, Access for them, they would do pretty something. good even there. Yeah. There's enough Somebody. streaming services they could probably catch on quickly somewhere. I spot Walk, network. Yeah. Walk Cultures Wrestling actually did pretty good until WWE made a deal with YouTube that determined that they can't monetize Walk Culture Wrestling no more. Yeah. Oh, really? They really got screwed the pooch on that one. Oh, they that's why they had a thing going. Okay, they really no, I didn't did. They notice it. It was gone. It was off my feeds and stuff. And some of those guys went to some of those guys are on dark right now. Right. They changed the name of the promotion though, too. That was a big thing. Yeah, they had uh, became defiant. They had they had something they had something there, but unfortunately, it got snuffed out. Well, a lot of that was Adam Blampier. You know, if yeah. he didn't do what he did, uh, then that whole I thing would have happened. Then I don't if know the what cultaholic thing hadn't happened, then that would have you know because you lose a lot of your on-air talent. Right. If most of the guys who are doing the show, you know, are doing your on-air talent. Then what's it leave? It leaves Simon Miller, which isn't a bad thing. I love me some Simon Miller. I'll give that a hard up. But... <laughs> you know, the thing Here's... is like supernatural gimmicks, right? All right, which which so... is the one that you feel failed <laughs> the hardest? Oh, God. Oz. Kevin Nash's Oz. <laughs> uh, Mordecai. I don't want to be. No. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know. The Nightmare Collective just came to mind real quick. Oh, there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> There's another one. I don't want to be too mean to Kevin Nash because he's gone through a lot this year, but oh, oh man, that Oz. I don't I think mean... his quads are torn up about it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, here's it worked you, out for you him. Gotta, you got to at least try certain things. Like, I, I can't fault them, even though that green costume was, oh my, like. <laughs> what about, uh, here's one for you seven. Yeah. Oh, you know, dust in the that natural was, roads. I like supernatural gimmicks, but that one was a little, a little creepy, a little much, a little. Uh, uh, yeah, the whole little boy thing. Who was laying behind your bed? Yeah, that was that was scary. that was that was a little a different level. <laughs> well, Dustin, I mean, Dustin struggled so hard with the different because Gold Dust is, in my opinion, kind of a supernatural. Yes. He morphed. Yes. And he great. started off as the standard. Oh, you know. Natural. Gorgeous George, I'm a fe- I'm gay, Ace. and gay is my gimmick. Which now we're at the point where it's like, yeah, gay's not a gimmick, guys. Gay, gay just exists. There's not, yeah. But I miss it, the movie stuff he used to do at the very beginning. As a PSA, a though, now. for our pro wrestling world fans who are listening to this, do not go back and listen to the original Gold Dust promos between him and Jerry Lawler. It did not age well. No, oh, there's a lot. No. Yeah, no, there's a few things that did not age well. Jerry, That's the thing. It was it was a product of its time, so listen to it with those ears, not with today's ears. Everybody's gotten smarter. Everybody's gotten a little better. Well, Jerry Lawler mostly, you know, some, to some yeah. extent. He's soft. Oh, there's a lot of. I mean, you go into '80s Jerry Lawler stuff, and there is so many racist jokes left and right. He knows how to get heat. Yeah. Uh there's something I want to mention that I don't know if he quite counts as a supernatural gimmick, but I think he's had an impact on supernatural gimmickry, if you will. Um, Jake Roberts and 
his idea of using character and mixing character and psychology to create a kind of psychology you don't really see in wrestling. But I think that Jake Roberts' unique approach to psychology influences guys like The Undertaker and Mankind. Oh, yeah. Mix character with wrestling and, and adapt that special kind of psychology. I think he really really stands as important yeah no large well here's the thing he played evil he played evil very well he is as much darth vader or voldemort (laughs) as anybody could have been in that era of time and he knew he's he's a charles manson type he's scared yeah he actually scares i love him but he actually scares me because Because i i recognize that wasn't the man who killed right right Charles Manson didn't kill anybody. No, he had, all, he had his girls do it. He had the people around him, man. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, he never really went into the supernatural. He had the snake. He had Alice Cooper with him at WrestleMania three, But yeah. so he definitely flirts with the haunted, horror, scary. Like, yeah, he was probably the first really good evil villain in the modern times kind of thing. I think his psychology really, really is like, the Undertaker mixes character with his wrestling, and I think Jake Roberts is one of the progenitors of that idea. Yeah, in my opinion. No, absolutely. I feel yeah. like he kind in of. In fact, what was it? It was just the 30th anniversary of uh, the Cobra biting Macho Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, that was freaky. You you hear about that story? The the behind the thing, Macho Man's like, "I'm not letting no snake beat me." And he's like, "No, you you make it bite you first. <laughs> and Jake pretended to let it bite him for like this whole thing where he tricked Macho Man into doing it too. And it's just like, <laughs> I love that. He put a poisonous snake into the ring and then bit a man. That's murder. He committed murder. <laughs> I love that. It's just, yeah. So yes, Jake absolutely counts because he took it to that level. Yeah. But Jake always took it to that level. There wasn't, and that was the thing with Jake. He never had to win the championship, no. right? Because no. he, he was bigger it than the championship he is he made himself his own yeah yeah he's one of those names that just never had to and will always be talking 50 years from now his name will still come up oh yeah we could do a whole thing we could do a round table on him sometime but yeah another day maybe you know what i'd love to see and i don't know if anybody's got the balls to do it i'd love to see a supernatural wrestler who channels the souls of dead wrestlers like all of a sudden it's like oh and now razor ramones in the ring and then and here comes harley race or you know whatever it is but somebody who just channels the ghosts into re- I, yeah i think, somebody I think do that. that gimmick somebody make that gimmick i think that would make i think that would make headlines i don't know if they'd be any good but yeah i mean they're but because we've had, I, I mean, I know at Freak Show Wrestling we've had it, and I've seen a couple other, uh, who was doing it in the modern times, but guys doing their own take of Macho Man I in guess, the ring. I could, I could imagine, you, a, bunch of, I could imagine so, a bunch of WWE stockholders shitting themselves. They would hate it. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe we need, so here's my need thing, a Punk right? Rock Wrestling Federation. Who's going to make the Punk Rock Federation where anything goes? <laughs> That's what I want to see. As a purveyor of uh, magic skills, what do you think of the way they hung Big Boss Man at the Hell in a Cell match? And The Undertaker did that. You know, honestly, I think I, I, that one, I, I, I probably took it a little too far. And I'm not the one who says it takes it too far, but where do you go with that? 
next week. Well, like John Raw the next night. Like the dog happened, in a few weeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. They went with it. They went dog. What about Tim White? That. Oh God, the 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 afternoon, the, the lunchtime yeah. suicides. I kind of. Uh, uh, that one resonated with me in a good way because when I first Mr. White, those, don't do a, that, Mr. White. Yeah, I was in a bad place when I came across those because I was in the army, and that kind of resonated with me a little bit in a good way. And it was almost like cathartic to watch those because sometimes that stuff yeah. just helps get it out. And it, it was slapstick yeah. in my opinion. Right. It made I it think boot. I have the worst supernatural thing that happens. I still don't understand why. What was the hand May gave birth to? What was that supposed <laughs> to be? Uh, what was it supposed to be? Was she giving birth to the thing from the Adams family? Like it was the gimmick mm-hmm. hand that they used at the Jackass match at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> yeah, that's it was, the. It was the yeah, gimmick for the Jackass match. I really want to be in on the on the writers meeting on that one. Where if you're running like, ahead Ferrari, you should ask him. Hand, supposedly, they're all gonna get it. You ever run an Ed Ferrari? You should ask him. It's supposedly his idea. Yo, here's the thing, bro. So when we were fucking, uh, we were making that gimmick of fucking uh, May Young, bro. She was giving birth to the hand, bro. Wrestling fans didn't get it at the time, but uh, it was symbolism, bro. Okay, it was good writing. That man bro. is the only man I know who can do a Vince Russo impression. I'm the only person who ever wants to do a Vince Russo impression. <laughs> Yeah, all those websites. A, a famous WWE legend says this. They say that because because if they put Vince Russo in the title, no, the views go down. And <laughs> I've got confirmation from the Sports Key to Content Manager about that. They can't use his name in the headline because well, it actually I mean, drives TNA should have done that too, and they probably still would have been on Spike TV a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. That, that we won't talk about. I really like TNA in those days. Anyone they have any did. good supernatural gimmicks? Because I didn't watch at a time they were trying that. They they uh, had a uh, Black Rain. They had um, Abyss. Yeah, oh, Abyss. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't think of Abyss. Yeah, I didn't even I think, of even think of Abyss. But they kind of bastardized yeah, Abyss just really kind quickly. Of they have Rosemary. Like, I loved they Abyss, have, but they never well, did Allie. much else with him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He I was just, just man monster all the time, and no no nuance, no changing it around, really. I think he would have been a guy who would have benefited from like Abyss, Jake Roberts yeah. being on the That's creative team. That's what I felt team. anyway. You might have better because I, I, I will say my wrestling has been sporadic. There's times where Abyss, I don't watch for. So Abyss had a huge change. Um, they did the whole Kane gimmick with him, except instead of him being Abyss, he was Joseph Park, his brother. It was like he yeah. was a lawyer. Like, his gimmick was like half Kane, half mankind, and something a little extra. I couldn't figure out what, and you don't really know what that is. Well, it was, it was interesting because you had the Paul Bearer of James Mitchell. The yeah, oh, Mitchell. James Mitchell. There you go. That's somebody who worked with uh, uh, Sinbodi when Sinbodi yeah. was in TNA for that little yeah. bit of time. Yeah, like, James Mitchell's like probably the second best spooky kind of like it throw Gary Hart in there too. <laughs> but like he there, there's like a triangle of terror as far as like managers with kind of like a dark kind of essence about them with, you know, uh, he has to throw Kevin Sullivan in there too as the taskmaster. Oh God, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, the whole dungeon. Of doom. he started everything with what he did in championship wrestling from Florida. With uh, so, I mean, he had the that gimmick going where people actually thought that he was like building a cult. They thought he was yeah. almost like he was David Koresh before David Koresh was even a thing, like fifteen years earlier. Does that make him the first cult leader gimmick? I believe so. 
Yeah, I think yeah. he was the first one because I think um because yeah. I just saw the 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 booking of the, the new territory show on Vice and they yeah. talked about championship wrestling for Florida and they were uh that was one of the things that were mentioned. He was Super doing that in like the late 70s. So and then you know we were talking about Jerry Lawler with Memphis. They were using supernatural gimmicks all the time back in back in the day. Like they would have matches against like the mummy because this is the <laughs> yeah. day before the yeti. 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 yeah. And then this was also the days before intellectual properties. So they pretty much could have had the entire monster crew from Universal Monsters come out. And Universal's <laughs> not going to send them a cease and desist. Because yeah, they're doing live shows anyway. It's not or like... in Memphis. Now, <laughs> now uh, the giant slash Big Show might not be a supernatural gimmick in his own right, but he did something supernatural. Halloween Havoc 95. He fell to his death. And then he came back and wrestled and won the title within like an hour. He he is he died. He literally died, and then he won the title in the hug of doom. And the well, that was Paul doom. White brother. That was Paul yeah. White brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, he knows so death. He's like one of like what three, four major wrestlers, and I don't know. He may be the only one who ever like died and just came back and won his title or something. Well, how many times I don't know. I saw Rick Flair fire. die in the ring. Uh are you referring to Rick Flair's last match or something else? <laughs> Yeah, Ric Flair's last match when yeah. he had a fake heart attack. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I never got into works by someone actually scaring the shit out of me. You know, that's kind of great. That is kind of great. I, I, I like that. I yeah. See it, but. Yeah, and people might be like, oh my God, he's so insensitive making fun of someone with a heart attack. No, he legitimately worked everyone. He's like, he's had a heart brother, attack. He had a right. I thought I had a heart attack in the ring, brother. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, oh my God. On top of that, when they was talking about doing his last match, they were like, well, Rick, you have a pacemaker. He's like, yeah, they could just turn it off. It's like, <laughs> what? What? You can tell the Undertaker legitimately thought that Flair might be dead. He actually yes. worked the Undertaker. Yeah, you work in the Undertaker, that's an accomplishment. If you that's can work the Undertaker, bad. you can work anybody. Taker, the last guy to keep kayfabe alive for so long. I mean... It's so funny now. Well, yes and no, because he did yeah. that pause for a while. Because Biker Undertaker was the like pause. It. We don't really know where you know, freaking uh, uh, Kid Rock Undertaker came from, but we were all kind of happy <laughs> to see from, him. Go don't away. go to WCW, please. <laughs> no, it's you know what? literally. I I well, let's ride the bike. I wanted to bring it up. Um, probably the best debut of a supernatural gimmick that. It's a good thing it went away is when Gangrel brought Edge and Christian in. Yes, right. the they were vampires. Now Edge and Christian got way better once they weren't vampires anymore, but for a good what year or so? What the like, acolyte Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. The acolyte. Oh, oh the, the acolytes, acolytes yeah, they started yeah. out that way and then they went to just bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to butt yeah, no, the, yeah, the acolytes. I, was I feel like we should all be thinking of Naked Midian right about now. The what? What'd you say? I said we should all be thinking about naked Midian right about now. Oh, Jesus oh, no. Christ. No. Oh, <laughs> no. We've had enough of that tonight. No. Let's stop that. There, there's a few. Yeah. How is that even? And we're going to throw game? that in the mix. Just start thinking of Bastion Booger, too. Let's, let's, oh, uh. Jeez. Yeah. Bruce Pritchard's story about how that happened. created for. You ever, heard Bruce Pritchard, you ever heard Bruce Pritchard tell the story of how the Bastion Booger came to be? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
he said on his podcast he was they were all having a creative meeting and they couldn't figure out what to do with it. I think I think his actual name was like Mike Hollick or no, that was Mantar. I think it was Mike uh, Shaw. Mike Shaw. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Bruce Pitcher, they were just shooting around ideas, and Bruce Pitcher just threw one out because he was just screwing about. He didn't really mean it. And he goes, Why don't we just call him the Bastion Booker? And he, he said, Vincent Man just stopped and looked at him. And he goes, I love it. <laughs> there you go. You're off to the races. I did not like the man I respect, but I didn't like the character because it was so dirty it made me want to puke. <laughs> he's, I mean, got a, he's, got a, he's got a puke. I cannot think of any other ring garb that you'd almost rather see the guy naked yeah. than wearing what Bastion is wearing. Look like at dirty diaper with shoulder straps. Things pushed folds in places they shouldn't be and just No. That wasn't even his I'd best gimmick. See, I'd rather see Big Daddy V's outfit, and that was terrible too. Oh god! Hey, oh, he humped me. He humped geez. everybody. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, you brought. I forgot about the acolytes. God, that was yeah. That was a weird time because both JBL and uh, Ron were Fruk. getting that. Re- like neither one of them was ready to be the Satan worshiper gimmick. So they both kind of went their own ways slowly. It was like first the acolytes, then the APA, and then yeah. it's just like, I'm gonna wear a cowboy hat. I'm just gonna keep saying, "Damn!" Like that's damn, yeah, damn, damn, damn. I love the APA when they were doing that whole. Uh, they were doing that whole. Hey, uh, if you give us money, we'll come out and protect you. I love that. That was one of my favorite things. That whole Great era. gimmick. It's a genius gimmick. It's easy. It's a genius. I gimmick. think. I think to. I think no, not to Jerry. It was either to Jerry or one of the other kind oh, time members hired him one time. Oh, speaking of I love fun Tajiri. Tajiri was another one who kept up. He was a he was a green mist every once in a while. Oh so. yeah. yeah, I he think it was Funaki and Taco. Have you ever seen him miss the coach, uh, yes. Jonathan Coachman? Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> have you ever seen it, Shocker? I don't think I have. I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. Or... Well, he gets he gets the coach just walks in and he goes to him and the coach goes, Oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and he runs to the door and he's falling on his face and he has this high pitched scream that sounds like it should have been a diva. And this is just like everybody's breaking up legitimately, and it's just like one of the greatest things from that year and on Raw. So what about what about a more recent gimmick, right? Where someone tried to recreate the idea of what if the Acolyte Protection Agency was scary, but also conspiracy theory, but also triangles, the Ascension. Oh, I, I love what they had, but I hated the way it ended. Yeah. Well, what was their gimmick? Like, honestly. I thought they were just was like the, warriors, but that yeah, was okay. I, I think they could have actually, I, I thought they could have pulled it off. <clears throat> I they th- look like the road warriors to me. They really. Yeah, I think they could have pulled it off. The was, they could have. They could have, but uh, the problem was, that- was they needed a little more time on that. And they, well, also, you need to if you're going to do that. Once again, you got to build that storyline. You can. The road warriors were the road warriors. You know they would murder you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got to give these guys three months of murdering people, murdering decent people, and make them scary. Yeah, like they did that in NXT, that as soon as they go to the main roster, they piss off Road Warrior Animal, and then that's the end of their story. Yeah, yeah. your brother they also being just in- kind of look like I don't know. They look like the Misfits, the two big guys from the Misfits, if they were just 
a little more comfortable in their sexuality. I mean, there's no other way to put that. <laughs> the, co the costume, I'm look, I brought it up right now because I wanted to remind myself. And it's just, it's close, but it's just not there. And it's hard to put it into words what's missing because it's just, you just know when you get it right. It's like your grandma's cookies. You know they're great. You use the exact Muffins same in my case. grandma used, but it doesn't taste the same when you make it. That's that. That's they had That's the right funny. ingredients. They just didn't have grandma make their cookies for them. Well, Vince never well, really booked the Road Warriors that great to begin with. So him booking. They didn't get the title twice. It wasn't the worst booking. Uh, yeah, they did, they, but that's not. We don't love you know. WWE Road Warriors. We love WCW Road Warriors. Exactly. Yeah. NWA, even the AWA stuff. Some of that stuff is hard hitting. Yeah, uh, they look like they're actually beating. Yeah, well, AA, they look like they're beating what? them to death. I I think I can put it right. Like these guys, the guys who did the Ascension look like they can't wait to get backstage and take that makeup off. Right. Hawk and Animal, oh, you can imagine them wearing that. that in the streets of Chicago. Like, you you look at Animal and you're like, yeah, I, gonna mess with I'm not even wearing the makeup and I can see the makeup on you. Animal could wear a pink dress and all he has to do is just look like Animal and nobody was going to mess with him unless they're suicidal. Yeah. And then Hawk, that, was that scary was, I mean, Hawk had the reverse Hawk mohawk. Hawk was a scary one. Who the hell had a reverse mohawk yeah. in those days? Supernatural gimmicks that probably, you love him so much you almost forget he's supernatural, is mankind, especially the pre-suit and ties mankind, like right. the 1990, 1996 uh, mankind with the music and whatnot. The psychopath, the psychopath in the uh, boiler room mankind. Yeah. I think that is a great supernatural slash spooky. Well, that, I mean, and that's all. I mean, not that, you know, Mick Foley doesn't have everybody kissing his ass all the time anyway. And I got a chance to meet, I met him at Disneyland of all places once. Nice, super nice guy. Can't, once again, I any interaction I had with him was great. But all the work he did, all the punishment he took as Cactus Jack, all the, like, that's what could sell mankind as the character because he put, that work into it before and they took him seriously man gave him a sock as hell the undertaker was scared of him like yeah. they really built him up when they did the same with kane like kane i mean granted he was a monster of a man anyway but they gave him his due so 10 years later you're still scared of him as opposed to bringing him out like the fiend the fiend and I know we can't do 10 years because internet and TikTok and times and all that. Right. But I don't think they ever gave him enough of this no. man is a legitimate scary person before he started losing matches to other people. I think that with with Bray Wyatt, I think if you change the result of one match, you could probably change his direction in a good way. And that is the match he had against Seth Rollins where he got buried under the chairs, Terry Funk style. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah. He should have just crushed. I love Seth Rollins, but he should have just crushed him there and just left him in a pool of his PG blood so there wouldn't actually be uh, blood. So I, you know you what know. I'd love to see? And this is the magician in me and the supernatural gimmick. I'd love to see the burying of chairs. And then when they finally take the chairs away, the guy's gone. Yeah. And then comes out from somewhere else completely different. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you do, but yeah, basically he's under the chairs. He disappears, he comes back, and just destroys. So there you go, Vince. The, the idea is free. You can use it. So They used to do that with the Undertaker sometimes. They lift the coffin and he wasn't there. Yeah. yeah sometimes. Yep. But here's well, one that's more recent, 
and someone would probably most people wouldn't associate with being supernatural, <coughs> scary, or in the, anything in the realm of it, but deleted. <laughs> I think that Matt counts. Hardy. That's like that a, does, that yeah. does cult count. leader gimmick. He's and a teleportation. It's like a cult leader so, yeah. villain, best I could describe it. That one. Yeah. Yes. It pretty much kept TNA afloat. Because, you know, yeah. supernatural gimmicks don't get their credit for being for being a successful thing. But TNA pretty much depended on that gimmick. Well, I mean, for like two, 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 three years, that was their main storyline. That was yep. it. Was who's going to be floating in the lake of reincarnation. They <laughs> had a lake that would change your gimmick. <laughs> I think they snuck a little bit of that to Bray Wyatt because some of his opponents that he'd wrestle, as soon as they got done, they'd have a different gimmick. But they didn't well, like they, openly they, state they went, it. But they did a deletion match. When Bray Wyatt was part of the tag team with Matt yeah. Hardy. WWE should have leaned into that deletion gimmick. I think they really could have. Ah, well. It's when he was woken, Matt Hardy? It's woken because, Matt Hardy. It's because they, they didn't create it. They didn't have a hand in creating yeah. it. So they, they're not going to push it. They want to I, be able to push stuff that they... they exactly so they're I just would, like I well we'll see how this goes i mean if we could we could count the number of times that a wrestler actually figured out how to make their own gimmick get over when they were being ignored or whatever and wd's just like what internet Jack champion Ryder? we don't understand i've got that. three freaking Talk words for you woo, and... woo, woo. Yeah. yeah you it's... know it <laughs> Now, good on Matt, Matt Cardona. I mean, that, Matt that's Cardona, Matt, Cardona, Matt Cardona's done great. He's he has. He's one of those guys. He proves that WWE was wrong about him, and I I respect the hell out of guys like that. They go out there and just prove WWE wrong. Reinvent yourself. If he ever just... comes back, they probably might actually lean into him and do something with him, like they did with they Drew will. McIntyre. Yeah, they will. I I, I think like they... Drew proved him wrong too, and he came back and he's had a whole better run. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, though, is that Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, reinvented his entire character. He reinvented yeah. his entire persona. He put on, like, 40 pounds of muscle. Oh, my and God, And yeah. he looks yeah. like a brick shithouse. <laughs> and you believe He put him. on a hornswoggle's worth of muscle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he went to TNA and became the champion there, he looked, he looked apart. He did. Him and Bobby Lashley had great matches, I mean, in TNA. And that's the funny part. People always slept on Bobby Lashley forever. We need to take time to mention the AEW. Yeah, well, Bob, uh, I mean, gimmick. Bobby Lashley, and I love Bobby Lashley, but man, the guy is just feels like just, generic muscle to me. Or at least I love how his, they use him. I love his pedestal entrance, though. It's like watching a Roman. It's like watching a Roman gladiator getting ready to go battle. That was yeah. that get that little bit extra with the pedestal adds so much to him. I All feel right. like the last two years he's been perfected they finally have gotten his gimmick down the last two years or so so he's been on a really great run which is why he's he's been... he stopped being black he stopped being black lesnar and started being bobby lashley exactly uh, yeah no i would agree with that <laughs> i mean chocolate this isn't supernatural but as long as we're talking about stuff like just things that are close new day new day yeah. to me oh, yeah with the cereal box entrance yeah is still one of my favorite I watched them. There's a there's an internet show called Good Mythical Morning, which is basically a morning talk show um, on YouTube. It's very popular. They've been on Jimmy Kimmel, like they did a Super Bowl ad. They're they're one of the big YouTuber things. And they uh, the New Day 
hosted an episode. The two guys who normally do it went on vacation. They brought in all these guests. And New Day hosts, and they are the funniest guys. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Their podcast was hilarious. New Day on Good Mythical (laughs) Morning, watch that. It was, it'll give you a whole new level of respect. And it's not, they're not supernatural, but they lean into that silly. They lean into that. We are we are car- cartoon comic book character kind of stuff. I think stuff. they're the first guys to actually outmove John Cena in terms of merch. I yeah. think they were the first once the Cena so, thing took over. Huh. Them and The Undertaker in that Netflix special. I brought it up last time we yeah. chatted, but it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. And it, it takes the, the Undertaker lives in a haunted mansion. And the new day is coming to steal his urn. It's an episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah, I heard about. It. I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, it's. I had to get rid of my Netflix. Bad. It's on Netflix. Broke. It's worth a watch. Like I, I was broke. I had to get rid of my Netflix. Ah, we can steal you a password from somewhere. Yeah. The <laughs> downside I have is the Undertaker has his hair in this super tight braided ponytail, and he's just bald Undertaker at that point. Like, yeah. come on. Get the locks back down. That's what let the hair flow. But the only time that, that ever looked intimidating was against uh, CM Punk when he had the bald, uh, he had the bald look for yeah. CM Punk. That was great. I got a bald oh, the Triple H match. You know, there's go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, coming from a hairy man, it's either it's either wear it proudly or shave it off. You, there, you can't, you can't yeah. like put it up in a little tiny ponytail. What and, about you know, a real warrior mohawk? Mohawk is fine. You can okay. do mohawk. You can do you can do the you can do a hawk if you want, but just don't just pull it back. Don't heartbreak kid me. Just you know, <laughs> grow your mullet and love your mullet like he did. Okay, if you don't want the mullet anymore, then shave it all off, one or the other. Bruce Pritchard on his podcast was being pushed by Conrad Thompson because Conrad Thompson was just trying to bury Bruce Pritchard over the Undertaker versus Undertaker match. But Bruce Pritchard kept coming back to him and saying, no, all the fans we talked about, they said it was the Undertaker versus the Undertaker match. And they love that. Supernatural. That is like brilliant right there. He said that like everybody remembered it because they also did the how they did several house shows of Undertaker versus Undertaker yeah. I found out. I don't and hate that. I mean, yeah, that's a great either. concept. We did it at Freak Show Wrestling. We did it with Sin Bodhi and all the guy, all the characters we had at Freak Show Wrestling, Serial Man and Serial Man, uh, you know, one-legged Harry, and we, they had the doppelganger versions of them, and they fought themselves, and it was great. Like one-legged Harry, does she actually have one leg? It was a guy. So we we had a we had a wrestler. Hopping Harry was his name. That's a real <laughs> wrestling name. He's a real one-legged wrestler, and. We put him in a full, well, not me, this is Sin. This is all Sin Bodhi's crazy freaking brain, who's on next week, right? You guys are talking to yes. him soon. Yeah. So we just got a schedule if you, today. If you don't have a man crush on Sin Bodhi, then talk to me. I'll tell you why you should, because he is he is brilliant and awesome. I just want to get that guy on video, just like show my just like show our page later. Oh, he's he's so great. He's anyway, but the guy had one leg and we put him in a full body tight. And they filled the other leg with padding. So halfway through one of the matches, he gets knocked down and they stretch Armstrong his leg around <laughs> one of the ring posts. And it's just wow. Oh, we I mean, yeah, we had so many just stupid things that sprang out of Sin's mind. We had Stink Floyd, the guy who came to Pink Floyd music but was a skunk. Um <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> my favorite one. My favorite one. And I don't know if you'd call this supernatural, but man, it's in it's in the right category. It was Gadolf Hitler versus Donald Trump for the infinity dildo. Well then. I can't make the I mean, it was this guy who <laughs> it looked like Hitler, but it was full pink with the road warrior arm pads, but instead of spikes, it was dildos coming out of them. And he, him and his guys would come to the ring and it would be like, Sieg Heil, huh? And just, oh, it was the greatest. Because we weren't making, oh, it was just so great. Gadolf Hitler and the infinity dildo versus Donald Trump. <laughs> Still to this day, one of my favorite ones to talk about. Gadolf Hitler, there you go. Gadolf Hitler. <laughs> How about terrible names for super uh, for a supernatural gimmick? I got one, Kevin the Vampire. As a gimmick, I don't oh, mind the vampire, but why named him Kevin? Or Kane so the Undertaker. Dracula. You got uh, and you got Gangrel in wrestling. You've got so many great vampires. Yeah, but I mean, you just you just said Kevin, Kevin. the Vampire is Kevin Thorne. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that that can stand out. I can I can get that with the comedy vampire. Like you're. Yeah. you're you know, he'd probably yeah. be around longer than Vampiro because Vampiro just would show up and then go away. And then it was, I like his name. I'd like, like to see more. Name. And he's gone again. And uh, he was once called, I, I think it was Meltzer himself who said it. No, no, it was one of the reviewers who, anyway, he called it the reverse Ric Flair. Ric Flair puts on five star matches, Vampiro puts on negative five star matches. Yes. Oh, God. You know who is five stars? He, he, I don't know if he'd be supernatural or not, but he, he flirted. Uh, Raven, when Raven was in his... He counts. Yeah, okay. I think he counts, he counts. Yeah. He's another one of those that never wrestled enough, though. Like, you were always waiting to see Raven wrestle. He wrestled more in the video games than I think he did. Yeah. But he was he was Jake the Snake for the grunge generation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He would have been... He's a, I think he would have been another one of those that would be really great to have it in a mean, creative role. Highly underrated. Him and, him and Tommy Dreamer... I mean, if you saw his induction in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, Raven recently, the last thing he did was DDT Dreamer. Yeah. Good. I have beef with Dreamer still to this day. That guy needs to get his smacked around. I did the Rock the promo. I don't know if anybody remembers. It was like five, <laughs> seven years ago. The Rock started his YouTube channel. Yeah. He had a show called Rock the Promo. Uh, AJ Kirsch ended up winning it. Who we just talked to AJ Kirsch ago. recently. Yeah, no, it did last week, I think. Eight is no, great. it was two weeks ago. Tommy Dreamer eliminated me from that damn thing. Hurricane, oh. you rock. Tommy Dreamer, coming for you. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about the Hurricane as a supernatural gimmick? He's different. He's a superhero. Super but is he technically that? supernatural? Hmm. Him and Rosie? I don't the think so. Because they training? never let him have any actual superpowers. So well, he flew and the rock believed it. Rock acted like he actually saw him fly away. I mean, he that flew away and the rock looked up like he was gone. Yeah, but okay, hold on. If okay. we're gonna put Hurricane and the superhero in training Rosie into this, then we have to put Nikki ASH and Nikki can go out and not be a supernatural gimmick. Okay, that is no. I'm drawing the I, line. I think it's flirting with it, but what I really wanted to see more of is the hurricane actually stopping crimes in the arena yeah. or something. Like some woman getting her purse stolen and then he he should like he they never really leaned into the actual superhero besides the outfit. Yeah. He did do a little Clark like Kent interview. He would, he would dress up like Clark Kent. He'd uh, do a little interview, and then something had happened. He'd walk off screen, and here's the hurricane. 
I think they did a phone booth. One, no, yeah. they did do a phone booth, but it wasn't Hurricane. He, uh, Rosie went to jump into the phone booth and then uh, he, he, he changed into his superhero, but he couldn't get out. And for the rest of the show, <laughs> and for the rest of the show, every, every 15 to 20 minutes, they'd go back to look at the uh, phone booth, him trying to get out. It was eventually getting all sweaty and covered in mist. And he'd be like, help me, help me. <laughs> he is a, I think Hurricane is a supernatural gimmick too, because he does hold a pinfall victory over the rock. So yeah, I mean, that, uh, that can't happen. In, yeah, I would agree that, that there has to be something supernatural to get that. Uh, so how nice I feel is that like we're missing him, when he's like 93 years old in the home both of his knees are broken. I remember when I beat the rock in a pinfall. <laughs> I think we're missing the biggest supernatural gimmick of all time. WWE employed the invisible man hmm. for 20 years because you can't see oh man. Uh, 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 so well, that has a said, big and I know other people have done it. But I saw Sin Bodhi do an Invisible Man match, and it was great. Sin they Bodhi did a versus couple in Chikara. Hmm? I've seen uh, they did a couple in Chikara. Yeah, no yeah, other people. Have They've I've also done it, the match with the mop, right. the match with the yeah. I love me an Invisible Man gimmick. That really, Here, if you can hold the fans with an Invisible Man match, that shows me you got the chops to tell a story in the ring. Can I show you guys a quick match real quick? And I'll skim through it. But this is an exercise in probably the only time I've ever seen a referee conduct a match. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I'm very you have to narrow it down for me because I can think of a few. Well, never mind. All right. So, yeah, this is an 11-minute match. We're not going to watch all 11 minutes, obviously. <laughs> But this yeah. is Bryce Remsburg as the Invisible Man. And they're they're all the the stars. Yeah. Oh shit! Remsburg has followed them into the balcony. No, 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 don't do it! Don't do it! No! Oh! oh fuck. Out of the balcony, dangerous! Is it Bryce? I love how the audience I really wanted is into to see the too. curtains part. Like somebody should have tied fishing lines to the curtain and just parted them and then let them. Letting him hear it. Yeah, Stan. He doesn't exist. <laughs> Slide into the ring, being checked for weapons right now by official Bryce Remsburg. He's going to have a tall task ahead of him. Oh, without a doubt. He's a Tony Schiavone at the right. A round of applause and ovation for the Invisible Man making his way to the ring. There we go, that's what I want. Welcome for Invisible Man! 
Warriors across the wrestling scene. in trouble. Uh, Does that actually enable Bryce Rensburg to see the competitors in this matchup, apparently? He's got to check Stan again. He might find something that he did in the first time around. I mean, the fans might not be able to see shit, but Bryce, at least the official in charge of the action, can see the competitors involved. <laughs> Are we going to a clean break? I'm surprised to see that considering all the bad blood between these two. Tying up here in the center of the ring. Exchanging holds. So they do a really good match. That's brilliant. Uh, Here's the thing, and this is what's great about that. Look how you have an arena full of people just going along for the ride. Yes. That's what I love about wrestling. That's what I love about magic. That's what I love about all of this is you do it right, and we're all playing the same game together. We're all having fun with that. Yeah. That's Yeah. I love that everybody was in on that and just – I'm sure some people are like, all right, five minutes was enough of that for me. But other people were in for the whole time. Yeah. Well, and that's like Shakara with the, the magic remote. Have you ever seen that? I, Where, I haven't seen a lot of Shakara. I, I know of them. So they would pause time and the audience would get in on it and they'd all stop cheering. <laughs> or they'd slow down time and they'd cheer in slow motion. Yeah, see, yes. yeah, Because the fans are a part of this. That's what live wrestling is is the fans are the third person in the ring or the fourth person at the referee and done right you incorporate them like I, this is this is a very classic one because i don't have my good uh you know deep dives but john cena versus i want to say it was rob van dam at the ecw comeback after wwe bought them and him throwing the shirt in the audience and the shirt coming back and throwing the shirt and the shirt coming like the fans were as much a part of that match as the two men doing it. So I saw that happen in real life. Did you? Uh, not that match. Not that okay. match. Uh, and I, I, I was in Chicago for AEW Dynamite uh, last year and Cody Rhodes was just getting pissed on. Okay. The fans hated him and he threw his weight belt out in the crowd and the fans tossed it back in the ring. So good. He throws his weight belt out again. They toss it back. Yeah. Yeah, the fans, the fans absolutely. And to stick in the, the thing of what we're talking about, then give them the supernatural. They want to play with us. They want to play with everything going on. That's why, yeah, you do, well, horror on Hastings, like they're doing up in, in there right now. That's one of their biggest ones of the year because that's what the 
that's what people want to see in live entertainment. I just did two weeks at the Magic Castle where I'm doing a card trick that I get bashed in the head with a trash can, get up, and I mean, I'm on the ground. So the, the premise of the trick is I can't find their card, can't find their card. My partner Bizarro comes out, bashes me with the trash can. I fall down. He picks up my title. They all go nuts. All of a sudden, you start hearing cheering music behind it. And I'm like, slam, slam. And I start to hulk up, <laughs> and the crowd goes nuts. They hulk up with me. These are well, drunk people, but drunk people in Hollywood that don't go to wrestling shows, and they were with me the whole freaking way. Like, yeah, they want to play that game with us. So if we can incorporate them and Supernatural, they want the weird, too. They really do. If it's done right. If, I mean, if the weird is taken seriously enough. Look at the so way we they haven't include... talked about Kane, have we? Yeah, we should, too. He's like yeah. another Michael Myers type. Yeah. He's got the firepower, literally. Uh, Never the man who the was a Christmas tree turns into a dentist. Yeah, turns I hate it when he took his. I hate it when he took his mask tree. off. But he was evil and vile there for about nine months after, and it helped me get over it. Like he pile drive Linda McMahon through the stage. He did the the ball torture on Shane McMahon, which up until that point I don't ever seen it on James Bond. The old I mean, ball. You could have done it with the mask too. I don't know. I, I'm sure that's a whole behind the scenes thing where he either wanted to get his face out there or they wanted to try something different. But also, and I love I loved I loved the 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 first flame match or whatever that the inferno match. Inferno match. Yeah. When Kane came out wearing basically a pillow for an arm, it's like man, that costume doesn't look like what he normally wears oh okay. i think i know what's gonna happen now and take yeah. a dove over fire but i love I literally every time they hit the fire, fire like, yeah i mean it looked great i gotta say though too i'm sorry but you know timmy kane did not do much for me oh. I don't need yeah i hated that let me i was okay with him talking kane kane uh i lost it with kane well actually i always used to refer to kane as hydrox taker and if people don't get the reference, there was a brand it's of... It's the original brand of Oreos. The original yes, brand of Oreos. Exactly. exactly, but Oreos was the one that kind of just came in and took over. So I used to call, call him Hydrox Taker. Um, yeah. And the thing that made me lose it with Kane was when they made him in the... When they put him with DX and X-Pac. Yeah. I hated the X-Pac story. When he and goes, the Tory story. When Tory he goes story. in with the buzz with the buzz voice and he just goes... I've got two words for you. Suck it. And it's just like, oh. well, you just kill them. It's over. And it took, what, three years for him to recover from that. Yeah. And then he recovered just in time for Katie Vick. I was just like, he was well, he's dead. Nine months. Yeah, the funny thing is, though, when he was paired up with the Hurricane, that wasn't bad, though. Mm -mm. Or Daniel like, Bryan. No. Yeah, right. And it was the same kind of ridiculousness. It just, they did it so much better because it fit better. And well, they didn't have him yeah, but you're right. talking about you're talking about when they did Daniel Bryan with Kane as Team Hell No. Yeah, that's the version of Kane where Freddy Krueger has a rap album. You know, <laughs> there's nothing scary yeah, about Freddy like Krueger anymore. So now Kane's just the funny monster. You know, it's like how Freddy Krueger goes from like the scary looking guy in Part One to Part Five. He's smiling really big and he's playing Nintendo. Yeah. I know what yeah. you're getting at. 
No, but you're playing with power. You just still get some entertainment value out of it. I know I did with the Team Hell No. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not entertaining in the movies after Friday. Uh, yeah. Friday, not Friday the 13th. After the fourth, probably the last good nightmare before he turned into a cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. Three for sure. Four a little bit. Dream Warriors was decent. And then after that, you're right. It was just it's like... Shocker, I think you agree with me with the Kane gimmick. It starts out with the... Uh, that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane. <laughs> that's gotta be Kane. Hinges. Yeah, that, and then that it's pretty scary, great. you know. Yeah. And then it turns into you can literally you tell know, when Russo took over. It literally, it's like the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> Kane the, just suddenly I mean, comes out like a normal the person. Undertaker had enough juice backstage that he never really fell into any of that. Like. I don't know when he got to because they there had to have had some horrible ideas for him that he was just like nope. Well, they did give he him giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania. After that, he threatened to walk. He did give you know him giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania. Yeah, he uh, he wore, <laughs> they had this Survivor Series match in I think ninety four, ninety three. He was wearing the damn American flag. I don't mean to say it like that. I don't mean it like that. I'm a soldier for God's sake. So I'm gonna get heat for that. But he yeah. was wearing the American flag under under his jacket. And then afterwards, he said, and he, if Vince made him wear that again, he was gone. Okay. Because he's, he's, he's Undertaker. He's very patriotic. He loves America. I mean, the actual man behind it is a big, big patriotism guy. But he did not think that the Undertaker wearing the American flag matched his gimmick. No. He thought it was, you know, it, he was right. No, you, you don't. You don't have. You know, you don't want Jason Voorhees going. All right, before I kill you, I pledge allegiance to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. head tilt. No, there, there, there really doesn't need to. I don't need to know what political party you are before you murder me. That's that's really a little too far. Be sure to vote this Tuesday if you live long enough. <laughs> So, okay, so now we're getting more into comedy, right? Comedy aspects of the supernatural. What about Yash? Danhausen here. Yes. Danhausen, man. We, we had to get to him eventually because, yeah, love it. Love that. Hey. that. Go on. Danhausen, I'm sorry. No, please. Dan, CM Punk, on the night that he really much destroyed his entire career, said that he was wearing Danhausen's boots. Think about that. The night that he did that media scrum and then he had that fight with the Young Bucks, he said he was wearing Dan Housen's boots that night because his boots didn't fit his feet because his because his foot was still a little swollen from the recent. Yeah, I don't it was know why Dan Housen a lot of human monies. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is Dan Housen curses people and bad things happen. And CM Punk wears Dan Housen's boots and look what happens. Yeah. It's cursed. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Let's get on the day. Oh, you're fine. I mean, Danhausen is the tape face of wrestling in a lot of ways. Like, even though tape face doesn't talk, but like, yeah, somebody who could have come out of a Tim Burton movie. Right. So it's scary, but funny at the same. Danhausen would be the Beetlejuice wrestler. Like, (laughs) I like the idea. He's a horror movie. There's something great. Supernatural and comedy can go hand in hand, too. And he's. Probably exemplifying the best of that at the moment. He's Sven Gulli. Curse you. Oh, you're from Chicago, aren't you? Yes, I am. Sven Gulli, of course you are. I've 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 actually hung out with uh with uh the Kaz, Coz. Not much, one time. Rich Kaz. Rich Kaz. 
Him and Wizzo. I've hung out with Wizzo before, too. Marshall Brodeen. Yeah. Wiz- Might be beyond your time there, but Wizzo from the Bozo Show. But yeah, Sanguilia. Yeah, I mean, talk about a supernatural gimmick, a Bozo the Clown. <laughs> hey, Wizzo, Wizzo did the best. He, he managed to take this character and create a drunk magician and still get paid to go on kid shows all the time. There's a lot of stories of him being really drunk during the Bozo show. Speaking of speaking of clowns, you just brought it up. I mean, the original Doink was terrible. Yes, he was the original original Doink in the original concept was great. Matt Matt Bourne did a great job with that. And then they turned his face, and then he's just a clown. What the hell were they thinking? Yeah, and that is what a lot of people say about Sin Bodie right now. Is if Doink the clown was really able to get to that evil clown place that's what sin is doing right now like because he is he's still the clown but man you 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 really feel he might murder you but he still brings out a rocking horse with nails on it and like oh i look forward to feel like sin bodhi is like the clown from uh terrifier the movies you know i've not seen those yet He's like the devil's carnival. Yeah. Clown. Uh, Captain Howdy a little bit uh, from the I Rob think, movies. Uh, I think that Sweet Tooth from the Twisted Metal games Sweet would have been about Twisted where. Metal. Yeah. That'd be about where Doink could have gone if they would have just leaned into it in 93. Because I always loved how he come in there. He's smiling and real stuff. And then suddenly he his face changes to like a serial killer in an instant. That was the way he was doing his entrances before they ruined it. Because yeah. uh, he did that with Crush. He came in there and he was all smiling and happy. And then suddenly he had that look like he's freaking Ted Bundy about to chop you in half. And it was like, that was it. And then they lost it. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. And then they put other people in the gimmick. And Four it, Doinks. I remember that. Four Doinks. And then they Let's had these series Doinks because Doink walked out. It was the men on the mission. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the real, the real winner of Survivor Series. Survivor Series, right? Uh, I think it was. The Gobbledygooker. The yeah. Gooker. Hector Guerrero, good old. Uh, the biggest. <laughs> hey, he gets he gets a paycheck for that every now and then. They bring it up. It's... The most memorable uh, debut of nineteen ninety Survivor Series, the Gooker. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That, that, to be in on the meeting on that, it's like, all right, we're gonna have this big egg, and it's gonna... <laughs> the whole time. No, you f- follow me on this. It's in the nest the whole time. Taker was yeah. terrified he was gonna be egg. Then we're going to have this yeah, big bird character Eggman. come out. He thought he was going to be Eggman. And he, they were like, oh, you're the Undertaker. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that one has, I've never heard a podcast or anyone talk about it, but that had to have been a Vince idea. Of course it did. Oh. It had to be. I don't think even Bruce Pritchard could come up with something that bad. But you know, credit to Mean Gene. Be, he tried to make it. He tried to sell it like it was real. He he did. He protected Kayfabe the best he could. He started corpsing when he came out. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> mean Gene's like, what the hell is this? Mean Gene's just like, oh, I gotta have three Crown Royals after this. <laughs> oh, poor man. We're live, partner. Well, I hadn't seen it in We're years. Live, pal. <laughs> We're live, pal. Oh, that was so bad. Like, it, then he just... came back and. They came back for the uh, WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal, but yeah, in a much yeah. more manageable suit to try to wrestle in. And I don't think he stayed in very long. I think the guy did really have him real quick, since there was no way he could probably see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
in, in a Cornette way, though, we got to thank we have to thank Vince for having the vision. The <laughs> because now we have a joke that will last for like one of the things we've talked about. Uh, if we ever, you know, in our dream, we get our show, we get to do whatever we want. Imagine you can create an alternate timeline, a Rick and Morty match kind of thing, hmm. where Gobbly Rick Idol. And the entire world is nothing but turkeys now. So you've got green screen around turkey the Turkey mania. All, yeah, all your fans <laughs> are turkeys. And it's it's you're up against the gobbledygooker who, yeah. Like and that would be amazing. Gobbledygooker so got over. Came yeah. WWE champion. Yes. And he <laughs> just hard. He went from being champion to taking over the world. And like, yeah. Yeah. A all of fame, bigger than Hogan. What you going to do when the gooker <laughs> runs wild on you? Ah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just sitting there we're like oh, the best turkey there was the best turkey there ever will be <laughs> <laughs> rowdy roddy gooker See, the match writes itself at this point <laughs> the under gooker has won <laughs> turkey 316 says, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says I'm going to carve I just mashed your ass. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? And then out comes the gobbledygooker on Thanksgiving. <laughs> With an eyebrow. I'm cooking turkey. Oh, of course. The rock is cooking turkey. Do you yeah, smell that'd a turkey? A, that'd be it right there. The rock versus the gobbledygooker in an inferno match. And the gooker and the gooker loses and is in fire. And then the rock gets a mic and goes, do you smell what the rock is cooking? The turkey. <laughs> and somehow they do it, and it's just this giant cooked turkey on a silver platter after the match is over. And... Lunch drumsticks! Instead of the Kurt Angle where he comes out with milk, he comes out with a turkey baster. Gravy <laughs> <laughs> on everyone. His accessories are just foam turkey legs. Like those are yeah. like that. That's what people they're foam turkey legs. That's his <laughs> that's yeah. finger. Oh my god. I, I I honestly think though if they did a gobbledygooker action figure or mask, it would sell like hotcakes. I think the mask would definitely sell. Yeah, the mask would sell so gobbledygooker action figure at this point, isn't there? I think they should just for the they nostalgia. Should. I think there'd be a lot of nostalgia buys for that. They got a shock mask if... one. They gotta do one for the gobbledygooker for Christmas. Okay, I think do a shock about... mask one without a copyright trigger, because that's a stormtrooper helmet. Well, they somehow oh, got around it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that guy who uh, helped ruin the name Shock in uh, in wrestling. Too <laughs> I'm He's sorry gonna to shock the world. <laughs> no, I get, I get people. Yeah, uh, he insists that somebody put a board in there to screw him. They did. Yeah, I forget they what did. name he said. It was David so Crockett. Somebody put, put it right at the there. bottom. Yeah, I, I, Dusty Rhodes says it was David Crockett who had the. They put the board in. And he then, fell uh, right on his ass. He fell right he on his ass. You know, Sid Udi or uh, Psycho Sid never gets credit for that. Everybody else is like breaking, laughing. The bulldog is like, "Oh my god, this thing is dead." Sting is like, "Oh my god." Sid Vicious is like, "Let me tell you something, boy." And he just goes crazy. He just like he just he just play he just he just doesn't break character. Everybody else does. Flares. Can I talk flares, about my flares? I was gonna say like, my favorite like, Psycho Sid moment when Goldberg <laughs> crushes his car. No! My no! God! Why? <laughs> Why me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> like, what? 
wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Just starts openly laughing. You know, <laughs> yeah. The entrance they had for him in 96, though, where they had like uh, the, the little fireworks display behind him. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That was cool. I was really, I was really into that brief two month period where I yeah. really like said that was it right there. <laughs> He needed Harley Race as a manager because they used to they oh, yeah. paired up Harley Race with Vader specifically to control Vader and to keep him from getting a little too Vaderish. Right. That's what he needed, Sid Vicious. Because uh, and that because I think all he needed was just somebody to just kind of keep him online. Because I think he had a lot of potential, but you know, softball season coming up. But <laughs> <laughs> did his eye pop out for that one? Oh, the, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got he got kicked so hard in the head, his yeah. eye popped out, and he popped it back in. That's no, Vader. that was that was against that was, Stan Hansen. That was Vader. That was yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Vader once tried to fight Harley Race in a hotel, and Harley Race beat him in a fist fight, according to the legends. And then later on, it happened again during a convention, and Harley Race beat him then too. Well, apparently, Paul Orndorff kicked uh, Vader's ass just wearing like with shower shoes. That was, that was I the rumor. I could see it though. I've, I've met his, was... I met Paul Orndorff's nephew, and he showed me pictures of that man in real life. Even after age had taken, I could see it. And, well, and that was All after right. the after feat too with Orndorff too. So yeah, let's let's bring it back here. So we've talked a lot about gimmicks that have inspired us to be wrestling fans or even wrestlers, but what are current <laughs> gimmicks that um, you could see right? So let's talk about a, a a perspective gimmick, right? If we could get a gimmick over, make a gimmick up, we came up with names already. What would your fantasy gimmick be? What's your supernatural power? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That's a tough one. Because, yeah, I mean, it, I would love to see more of, well, the stuff that's been missing again, like, the fact that nobody is giving out a green mist, I guess yeah. I want to see. I want to see a. I wanted Alexa Bliss to be the new <laughs> Papa Shango kind of thing. I think someone should have mind yeah. control power of some sort. Give it limitations so it, they don't just win every match. Like I don't know what it has to be, but give like someone the ability, either that or to warp reality somehow, like a Rick and Morty type match where they could change yeah. physics and reality of what's going on like, I, know, I mean they had a time travel gimmick already <laughs> that i thought was outstanding with archibald peck and um chikara because what they would do is archibald peck would come back and forward in time and that would be the reset of their season of chikara okay so you would see characters I... go back to a former gimmick or to a future right, gimmick. Okay. yep that was pretty yeah. cool i've uh uh, I don't know if you ever watched Robin Hood Men in Tights, but they had this Tight, not Men tights. in Tights, wrong one. Robin Hood with Kevin Costner, the one with the American accent. Uh, yep. Yeah, but they had this witch character in there, and I think you could really, I think you could make a witch diva, but not like a car, not like a cartoon witch. Kind of lean into it, kind of more like the witch from the Robin Hood Kevin Costner film, and just kind of have her be evil and her eyes bulge out, and she has this weird effing hair. And have like this like ball, and just make her and make make it real. Like everybody actually believes it. She's not like Deadhouse and a curse you, 
but she's actually like really just doing evil vile stuff and i think like like pretty much like a supernatural diva who's like not a cartoon witch but a believable witch i think would yeah, be yeah. the idea that i think they could go with and i think like somebody i think a like, bad and could do it I think a, a bad and fair, but good. not not a pointy nose and a hat yeah not a, no no not, not one of those but like a a ren fair maybe uh what what's it called uh but yeah i get what you're talking like kind of a mordred or a yeah yeah somebody somebody who can pull it off well and i i still think they were close to that with alexa bliss making her the female they're close to that with a bad end too but they just the, don't want to use her yeah abaddon yeah um, abaddon yeah i've said it wrong thank you abaddon okay yeah yeah sorry no. about that the um, dead girl abaddon yeah i think yeah bliss could do it you gotta the only problem yeah, I mean, is i think do you gotta go you're gonna have to make him a little bit ugly and I don't think you want to do. And I don't think Alexa Bliss wants to be made too ugly. I think she likes being pretty. I, you're gonna have to find someone who wants to do that. Go ahead. I would love to see, and it was it remind it was when the Miz and John Morrison. And I can't remember who they were fighting it, and it was the Walking Dead match that lasted yeah. one. But uh, take a little bit of that, where basically you can infect somebody. And now they're on your like all of a sudden you're you're almost making a stable, and somehow you when you win I don't know zombie fire whatever but now you can get them over on your side that they have to fight their own partners and stuff like I could see a zombie type gimmick working if they did what if what if they infect him by pinning him you pin him one time and he's in your faction he can't help it he's under your control something like that yes yeah. something where once you've lost to this guy or something happened you now you're screwed until something else happened and that would be your witch character too maybe she yeah. casts a spell and it's like if if john cena loses to the undertaker he will be my slave until he can defeat the until he can defeat kane or something i don't so know like they got this witch. Imagine they got this witch character, and she's been bursting through the mid card, and she's uh, pinning him, and being pinned, forcing to join her side like mind control zombie. And you're not, and the fans aren't really seeing it because they're kind of mid card. But then suddenly she pins Charlotte Flair, and she's got Charlotte Flair under her direct control, and she can just unleash Charlotte Flair on the whole division as like a like a monster at the beck and call of the witch, who's got her. Who's got her hand on Charlotte, controlling yeah. Charlotte? Because well, she's think of it in Marvel mind. Universe terms, because it's always interesting when one hero turns on the rest of the Justice League. I know I'm mixing my dorkiness metaphors it's here. Okay, but we love that stuff. Superman gets his red kryptonite. Now he turns evil. Now all the guys have to fight and get him back. Right. Like Not that's an interesting storyline to me. Bizarro, like, Bizarro. Like, and not Toby uh, McGuire even when he just dances one time for a crowd. Pizza time. Pizza time. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, if I were to make a gimmick, right? So this guy, he could control time like Archibald Peck, right? But on his whim, right? So you could Doctor Strange things. Yes. You know? So then you see by his hand, he can alter a timeline where. He, instead of losing the match you just saw, all of a sudden he's holding the <laughs> <Yeah>. championship. <laughs> yeah, just reverse time. He can reverse time. That would be cool. He great. can change like, time. No, it, 
It's like it didn't happen. He just gets him like it didn't happen this way. Goes back in time. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just saw him get the three count right on him. And he loses the match, but all well, of a sudden the lights go out. And he's the ref the backwards. If you can get the ref and everybody in, all of a sudden the ref is like reverse counting. Yeah, and you see him stand <laughs> back up and like, yeah, that that would be. I don't know if you could like do a five year career with it, but man, that would be fun for a little while. That'd be a nice. You know, and you see him going to hit the finish, this. but instead. He pushes him out of the way, just nudging us just an inch. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he misses the finish. You know? Yeah. I'd love that. that yeah. But he great. actually has finger poked with Doom as a finish, and they treat it as a real thing. Well, yeah, because what he would do is freeze time and then just karate chop the fuck out of you like a thousand times. Yeah. Get him yeah. And then time Flair, would come and back and you be done. Walter chop. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just freeze Ric Flair mid chop and just walk around him and go. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be insane about it, you got to go. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. You got to take it all the way. If you're going to do it, you got to stuck like this. Yeah, he's frozen and it's wrestling. So you could, you could chop and kick and punch, and the guy could just stand there no selling the whole fucking time. And then yeah. time comes back up and he's like, whap, ow, and you see Rocks. each move reaction happen in time once it got unfrozen. He walks up halfway from taking his arm pad off, but then he's frozen time. He's like, ah. <laughs> What if he DDTs the guy? The guy's still standing there, but he drops down to the mat, and then after he unfreezes, he DDTs himself. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple guys who could do that, I think. I think yeah. Mizdow. Mizdow. Don't have to do that. Let's just get Mizdow. Super kicks. Mizdow. That'd be great. I'd love to see probably that. The best one in Air roster to be able to pull that move off would be AJ Styles. He could probably DDT himself without somebody propelling him. Because I've seen him just crazy shit. I mean, I've seen Kenny Omega wrestle a doll, so. That was actually a decent match. The 12-year-old girl to this day is still one of my favorite. That's what I show people. When when I get people who are like, well, wrestling is I'm like, you need to watch this. I need to watch this match. And it's like, yes, we all know what you're trying to say to us as you talk down to us. This is us having fun with it. So shut up. And he was doing it for charity. They should just, exactly. if he was doing it for charity, you should get a pass, even if you don't like it. Man, that kind here's of thing. the thing, Brian. You got <laughs> Harpo Marks wrestling a little girl again. Which I think she actually grew up and became a wrestler or one of the jobs, one of the uh, 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 Joshis. Yeah. Joshis. I think so. I think he wrestled like two girl girls. There's like one is like a tape up, one there might not be. There was well, a then you have that um, was Riho. It was not, but it I was know not that Riho. Riho. That's a legend. That, yeah, there was, yeah, there was a rumor. So. She doesn't look any bigger than that little girl, but it still wasn't Riho. Right. God damn. <laughs> I didn't really uh, get into but... Riho that much, but I love Sheeta a lot. Sheeta, I love. She does great. Riho, yeah. She's appealing to. She, Riho appeals to their the, to audience in Japan and Americans. That's that's a that's a subculture in Japan that Americans don't get the little baby girl thing. I mean, right. like like look at the baby metal. They only pretty much sell records in Japan. Yeah, no, it shit. never it, it it couldn't quite. America's not ready for that quite yet. No, we're we, no. Yeah. We're like forty years behind being ready for that. We're just no way. <laughs> so I want to. Um extend a huge thank you to our two go co-hosts our guest co-hosts today david and the shocker uh thank you guys for coming on and uh david 
you have anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, <clears throat> don't forget to visit the Pro Wrestling World on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But uh, also, I want to give a shout out to WrestleCore because they've been really our they've been one of our strongest support, uh, supporters for our page and our our growing page, and they're one of our key partners. And I know I'm sure uh, the Shocker's got a few things to say of his. Yeah, own. no, they're awesome. I mean, they they are. <laughs> That, that would be part of my shout out before I start pimping my own stuff. WrestleCore, watch their videos. The one I just did with them, I just did a show with them back in September, which was, well, if you want to see me and Ziggy Dice hypnotizing uh, our opponent to uh, choke slam himself and eat his own boogers, <laughs> you're only going to find that on WrestleCore. <laughs> um, also, knock on wood, We'll see if it comes true, but uh, don't try this if you come into Vegas. Hopefully that's the name of the show. If not, look for the pro wrestling show in Vegas called Don't Try This. And unless it changes, starting in January or early February, Tiger King the Musical at Planet Hollywood. I'm not Tiger King, but you'll hear me in a familiar character. So that's my three plugs at the moment. He's the tiger. I, I fool. <laughs> You should see the tiger that we've got right now. We've got a very, very attractive tiger. That's it's Bastion it Booger. It's Bastion Booger. It's the tiger. I love it. Love it. He's 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 body painted in his diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and Grr. that's an image I'm gonna go to bed on. There you go. Just <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and just be like, oh my god! I don't want it. Oh! How do you follow a Bastion Booger thing? You just can't. I, I think we gotta end yeah. the show now. Just put uh, a big old Bastion Booger on the podcast framing thing and it's we're over Johnny on that one. <laughs> yeah. So thank you from Dan and I. Dan, do you have anything you want to say? Um, be sure to follow me on Mazmedia on Thursday nights at eight o'clock on YouTube. And also check me out on a bunch of nerds on Twitch and also Facebook and Instagram, uh, as always. There it is. I'm John. Right. You can find me here every episode, all the time. Same bat <laughs> time, same bat channel. <laughs>